You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Hello, everyone. Today is Travel Tips Tuesday. And I'm very stoked about today's show because it is on one of my all-time favorite topics. And that, of course, is traveling, especially when it comes to cruises. So I invited travel consultant Julie Ivins onto the show today to talk cruises with us. Whenever you meet a representative of a company who treats you like a client and not just a number, they make you feel pretty good and special. So I want to bring Julie on to help everybody with some questions they may have about cruising and answer any any detailed questions about any vacation packages. Really, you can reach out to her after the show, but we're going to tailor it to cruises. Julie, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm great. Thanks, Brett. How are you? Doing fantastic. Let me ask you this. Why do you put so much love into what you do? Um, a big part of it is just because I, I love travel. You know, vacations are, think about when you're getting ready for a vacation. You're so excited to go on vacation. And so to be able to talk to people about the travel that they're excited about exploring and, and booking um, and, you know, the places that they want to go. And there's, there's always a really great story behind why they're getting away. Um, and I love it because I just, I personally love traveling. I love going to explore different places. I love, you know, going away just with my husband and my daughter and just getting kind of away from everything and just seeing new places and experiencing new things. It's, it's always a good time. That's cool. You really do have a unique ability to make the person on the other end of the phone feel like they're your most important client in the entire world. We had that experience when we were looking for our cruise. So you really are a pro at what you do. You're very caring, friendly, and you do it in a non-salesy, non-pushy way. So, and the nice part is you, you really do get the best vacation packages at the very best price possible. So thank you for all your help and helping us do that. So let me ask you this. How long have you been in the travel business? It's been about a year and a half. <laughs> so you become that good in 18 months. Yeah. Well, so it kind of, you take a look at everything and you say, okay, fine. So years before I was in the corporate retail industry in Manhattan, I was like, you know, nose to the pavement. I was in the grind of everything. And I had gotten pregnant and I was saying, you know what? I just, I don't think with a family, I want to go back and, and do that. Like, it's not something I'm so passionate about. And so I started training and I started, you know, meeting with different people in different parts of the industry. And, and so then I started my own company and I affiliated myself with Avoya Travel. Um, I'm an independent agent in the Avoya Travel Network. And so I work with them a lot. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been a very fast 18 months. But then the other piece of it is, is I've been traveling. I love traveling and I didn't travel a whole lot as a child. It kind of bit me in the butt early on in my adulthood. And and ever since then, it's just something I've loved to do. So a lot of it is taking my own experience and dealing with, you know, my own travels and different travel agents and travel personnel I've met along the way. And, and, you know, including that into my experience, which has been helping me with clients and making sure that everything goes smoothly with them. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. So you, you, you well traveled person, so you must have some favorite spots you've been to, right? So let me ask you the top three vacation destinations that maybe you didn't have an idea how beautiful they'd be when you, when you showed up, but you'll never forget that you've been there. What were those top three places? So by far and away, my ultimate favorite vacation was the Greek islands. 
And it's, it was, I flew into Athens and I spent one night in Athens and, and anybody that does it, Athens is a nice city. It's okay. It's a great stopover on your way to the, to Santorini and Mykonos. But the one thing you have to do there is when you climb to the top of the Acropolis, it is like the most magnificent, um, surreal view and feeling being there along, like amongst all the history and the, you know, the artifacts, and then just seeing everything around you. It's, so amazing. Um, Santorini was probably my, by far my favorite place I've ever been to. Um, so I would say that's number one. Number two is, uh, well, Mexico has a very special place in my heart because that's where my husband and I got married. We had a destination wedding there and, and we've gone back several times over the years to Mexico. So it sounds cheesy, but it's like also a really quick, easy getaway. Um, and we had a ton of family and friends there. Where in Mexico was it? It was in the Riviera Maya, the hotel zone in Cancun. It's beautiful and the beaches there are nice, but it gets a little bit um, chaotic. I always liken it a little bit to like Times Square. Just, you know, that's kind of where everybody ends up going. Um, and it becomes a little just over touristy. Um, down further south into the Riviera Maya, you get some of these big, beautiful resorts. Um, and then you can kind of also go to Playa del Carmen for the day. You can escape to Tulum for the day and see all the beautiful architecture and like the ancient, you know, small town of Tulum. It's beautiful. Um, so that's why the whole, I would say Riviera Maya in general, that's two. So number three, I'm going to go local. I'm going to go, um, here in the U S Portland, Maine is probably one of my favorite little hidden gems just because it's, it's such a great, like town right on the water. The food is great. If you're a seafood lover, um, you know, if you're a craft beer lover, my, I went with my sister and my cousin and my now brother-in-law and we had like a great time, like beer tasting and eating lobster, literally like that was just picked like an hour before. And, and we had a great time. It's actually lobster, right? The lobster. Right. The lobster yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I would say it's, to stay local, I would say Maine is a great little, Portland Maine is a great little spot. So, but there's so many other places on my list. So that, those are my top three for now, but who knows a year from now. Were any of those top three a cruise? No. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about cruising then. So where's your favorite cruise that you've been to? So my favorite cruises, I would say, um, it's the, the ones that stop off like more, into the Bahamas and Turks and Caicos, just because some of those islands, especially in the Bahamas, it's so small. And a lot of times you can't get a direct flight there. Like my husband hates having to do, you know, layovers. So you can always get like a really great cruise out of Florida and you can go, it goes through the different Bahama islands and Turks and Caicos is right there. And Turks and Caicos is another like favorite spot. Just the water is so beautiful and everybody's so friendly and um, it's just really relaxing and a great time. Is there a better time of the year to take a cruise, not just financially, but are you noticing when you take your cruises that the weather has a big part to play in it at your destinations you wind up at? So if you're flexible, I would say I always think that like September, October is a good time to cruise because it's not your peak season. You know, peak season for cruising happens along the lines with a lot of other, you know, pieces of the industry. June, July, and even like beginning of August are really peak season. Things are super expensive. Every place is really crowded. I find that when you go September, October, most places you go, whether it's the Mediterranean, whether it's the Caribbean, and even up into Alaska, um, it's less crowded and, you, you know, financially you can get some good deals. And the weather is still really fantastic. 
most places you go at that time of year. So, Do you have a favorite cruise line? So I love when it's um, adults only because, you know, there's obviously differences. Celebrity is probably one of my absolute favorites for adults only time because they really do cater to adults. Um, it's a little bit more customer service wise. There's, you know, it's like a two, almost a two for one ratio. So you get like really, truly personalized customer service in terms of the staff, the spas on their cruise ships are amazing. They cater a lot to like a health and wellness. Um, so I love celebrity cruises, excuse me. And then if it's family time, um, it's a tie between Royal Caribbean and Norwegian because Royal Caribbean has so, so much stuff for the kids to do. And it's really like, there's so much activity going on on this ship. Um, and Norwegian kind of does a nice balance between kid time and adult time. So those are two of my favorites. Some of these cruises have the big water parks in them now, don't they? They do. They are huge. That's why I always say like, there's days when you almost every single cruise itinerary, you have at least one or two days at sea and people kind of get a little like, Oh, what do I do? But to be honest, there is so much activity to do on these cruise ships these days. Like the newest ones have go-karts. They have almost (laughs) like elevated trams where you can get like in a little bubble and like kind of like take a cruise around it. It's the stuff that they're doing is insane on these cruise ships. So it's funny. Somebody posted on a, a, a industry Facebook page a picture of the Titanic in front of like a modern day cruise ship, <laughs> and it's like the Titanic. And you think the Titanic that was just you know ginormous, and now you look at it and it's completely dwarfed. It looks like a tugboat compared to you know some of these newer cruise ships. It's really insane. Like a Model T next to a Lamborghini. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, nice thing about it, you have the flexibility with your schedule to pretty much travel when you want, right? Except for you your, you have girl, daughters, kids that are in school. Yeah. I have a, well, my daughter is 14 months old, so we're not in school yet, but you know, we, a lot of times we also travel with, you know, our, our family, nieces and nephews. So we take a lot of that into account. So. Yeah. What are the three things that people maybe don't realize about cruising? Cause there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now who may or may not have taken a cruise. And they might be on the fence. And what information could you give them about taking a cruise that they may not already have thought about? So something to think about that people, I would say, don't normally think about is pricing can be a little bit complicated for a lot of different reasons. But the number one being a lot of people think a cruise is either all-inclusive and so they don't have to pay for anything when they're on board or they think that nothing is included and they have to pay for everything on board. So um, when in reality, it's somewhere in between. Um, When you do get on board, there are a bunch of restaurants on the majority of the cruise ships that, you know, the food is included. So you go to like your main dining room or you go to the main buffet and and that food is all included all throughout the day. Um, But then there are a lot of specialty restaurants. So, you know, a lot of these cruise lines are partnering with, um, you know, celebrity chefs like, uh, like a, like Guy Fieri or, you know, Gordon Ramsay. And so therefore there's these, what they call specialty restaurants where there'll be, you know, an upscale Italian restaurant or a steakhouse or a seafood or sushi restaurant even. And so um, those you have to pay either a la carte or you pay on a, like a per head basis. So it's a flat, like $39.95 per person for dinner at that restaurant. Um, Beverage packages. 
So alcoholic beverage packages, as well as non-alcoholic beverage packages, which always stumps people because sodas are can be expensive. And so cruise lines do charge for soda packages um, and obviously alcoholic beverage packages. So it's just always understanding what you're actually going to have to pay for versus what really is included. Because there is a lot that is included, but there's certainly things that are not. Um, And then the other thing is staterooms. So not every stateroom is created equal. So just because somebody says they want a balcony stateroom, there's, you know, like six different levels of a balcony stateroom. And it could be a matter of, uh, a family size, which has an extra sofa bed to accommodate for two other people, or it could be location on the ship. So some balcony seat rooms are on a less desirable deck, or they're maybe all the way towards the front of the ship. So they're less expensive versus the ones that are towards the middle of the ship. So pricing in general is a number one thing. Just educate yourself or be open-minded to you know pricing when you're discussing it. That's where you come in because you, you 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 literally went back and forth for us between cruise lines, asking them to sweeten the deal. You said I have a client on the phone who's on the fence. He's not sure they're not sure what cruise they want to take, and you actually got them to say, offer more more onboard credits, right? Well, yes. So there's a lot of cruising, and especially working with certain agents, and during certain times of the year, where we're able to get our clients onboard credits, or we're able to just in general negotiate with certain cruise lines to get them onboard credits, which does go into helping with paying for beverage packages and specialty dinners. So this is really one of those instances where the better the onboard credit that you can get, the better it is for, for the client. And I guarantee you, it will it will be used in some capacity. Even if it's just for tips, right? Gratuities, you technically can't use the onboard credit for. But you can use it for you can use it for food, you can use it for beverages, you can use it for excursions. If you book like a shore excursion while on board the ship to the cruise line, you could use it towards that. Um, like there's a bunch of different things. Gratuity is just is usually the one thing where it does not apply. Gotcha. To. Good tip. Yes. Um, something else to note: a lot of people have this idea of cruising as it's quote unquote for either the newlywed or the nearly dead. So a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, you go on as like your honeymoon or it's older people. But in reality, there's so many age groups that are cruising these days. And oddly enough, I just spread a fact that millennials, which is a really big, you know, piece of the population right now, over 40% of millennials state at it's their favorite way to travel. They they would prefer to cruise versus going to just a resort or on a land tour. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is, is you get to you have the opportunity to experience a lot of different places at one time. So you can get on a cruise ship over in Europe and you can hit up, you know, five or six different cities in a week or ten day time frame that you might not be able to do um you know, otherwise, you don't have to worry about like the transfers. You don't have to worry about like backpacking between locations and all that stuff. You can literally get on a cruise ship and you can get to, you could see, you know, two Italian cities, Barcelona, Marseille, and, uh, you know, let's say Mallorca all in one cruise. And you like literally hit up the Mediterranean. My Lena and I did that thing back in 2008 or nine. We, it was a Mediterranean cruise. It was amazing. And I love the convenience of that. Awesome. Let me ask you this. So is there element of danger going into cities on the islands by themselves without a guide? Um, not on the island. I would say maybe the only island where you have 
uh, potentially any issue of going in by yourself. Um, at this point, it's really, it's, it's Cuba. And that's because from a visa perspective, there's so much, uh, there's just strict guidelines that have to be practiced when going to visit Cuba. You either have to get your visa through the cruise line and you do um, like an excursion or a tour through the cruise line because they've already taken care of it. Or you have to um, do your research and basically find a authorized tour guide in Cuba, if you will, who um, is basically certified and can get you your visa to do the tour. Um, but that's probably the one place right now that I would say is kind of like most at risk. And then if you go over to Europe, um, it's a similar situation in Russia in St. Petersburg. So I've had one client specifically more, most recently who we had to do um, a lot of legwork and research to find out a tour company that they could use because they didn't want to do, they didn't like the tours that were being offered through the cruise line. You know, there was a lot of stuff that they really wanted to dig their, sink their teeth into. And so we had to find a particular tour group that would provide the visa for them. And then what's the legwork of making sure that they have all the information so that they can provide the visa um, and then they also had to notify the the cruise line that they're doing this tour versus, you know, the one through the cruise line. So a lot of legwork there. Do you think a great cruise can make up for a not so great destination? Yes. Yes. I mean, this what we were talking about earlier, the size of these cruise ships and the fact that there's so much activity going on that there's so much you can do. It's, it's almost like a resort in itself. Um, and so... Yes, you don't necessarily have to get off the ship to go to an island. You can stay on board the ship and have just as much fun. You have clients coming back to you and say, hey, Julie, look, you know, that cruise ship was amazing. The the destination wasn't so hot, but we had an amazing time on the cruise ship. Yes, I've actually had some come back where they've, you know, a couple of the newer, maybe smaller islands in the Caribbean. Um, They don't love the islands, but there's been a couple of new cruise ships out, um, Oasis, under Royal Caribbean and Harmony is like the newest one that's just being launched. And, um, yeah, there's, there's some really big ships with a lot of entertainment and they're like, we're just totally fine staying on board the ship. There was so much fun stuff to do. You mentioned Turks and Caicos, uh, was on your cruising list. How was that? I love Turks and Caicos. Just the people are so friendly. Um, I didn't really do a whole lot of excursion when I, so to speak, when I was in Turks and Caicos, it was more of like, we just hung out on the, on the beach. Um, a lot of people do the snorkeling there because the water is just so beautiful and so crystal clear that the snorkeling is amazing when you're in that area. So, um, but Turks and Caicos is probably just in general, one of my favorite places. I've been there for a cruise and then I've been there just on a regular vacation to a resort. So, and all of it, I love. Is there any way you can actually go to Turks and Caicos again and not hit the other destinations you've been to prior to this? So let's, let's say there's a three or four stops on that cruise. Turks and Caicos was your, one of your, your favorite stop. And then you wanted to take another cruise and hit some more stops that you haven't been to, but include Turks and Caicos. How would that work? Yeah. So usually uh, Turks and Caicos goes along, it hits up like the Bahamas and it usually goes down, you get to like maybe Dominican Republic, Amber Cove. Um, so I could, there's some, it depends on the length of the cruise because sometimes they'll hit up Turks and Caicos when they do some of the more Southern islands. Um, but I would say Turks and Caicos, there's not very many itineraries at this point where it like differs. Um, there's a couple, 
but not a ton. I would say a lot of the cruise lines, they offer, they all, a lot of them offer similar itineraries. So what's on your list? What's your next stop? What's your next cruise? My next cruise, I would say I want to get down um, and spend more time in some of like the more Southern islands. Like I want to get down to Barbados and I want to do some of those smaller islands that, that are in the more Eastern Southern part of the uh, Caribbean. Cool. So who do you sound like? Sarah Jessica Parker, Molly Ringwald, or Jennifer Aniston? What one of those three ladies have you been told you sound like on the phone? Um, not Sarah Jessica Parker. I think I'm a little too high-pitched and nasally for Sarah Jessica Parker. Probably uh, Molly Ringwald. I say kid. I was in my early 20s. I worked at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons as a bellman, check, checking all these you know stars, movies, Hollywood stars into their rooms. And a lot of times they would be filming in, in the area and the Four Seasons was their home for the extended length of time. And Sarah Jessica Parker was one of the ones who I got the chance to you know, hang out with a little bit and talk to and get to know a little bit. And you sound exactly like her on the phone. So interesting enough. Really? Yeah. That's funny. And that was the one that I said was in no way. Yeah. That's hysterical. Isn't it All right. Yeah, that's cool. What's your next non-cruise destination that you have on your list? Of, you've, you've heard so many great stories about people come back and they say, you have to check out so my newest obsession, and I actually, I haven't heard about it from too many direct clients, but my newest obsession that I, I want to go and experience, I want to go to like an African safari. I just, I've heard. So I, I mean, I've had a couple of people who I've talked to that have gone, especially more so in the industry, but I mean, it is just amazing. And they're doing so many things with it now. Like you can have so many different levels of what kind of adventure you want. You can literally camp out under the stars or there's like, you know, all the way up to like luxury lodges that are over in, in Africa right now that you can stay at. And so, um, and you know, there's so many different, it's not just about the animals and the safari. There's um, you know, they're doing great things in terms of food and culinary. And then there's all like the wineries and the vineyards over in especially like South Africa. Um, so that's, that's my latest obsession that I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get my husband on board with that one. <laughs> I was going to say, how in the heck, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm that guy, I'm that guy too. I just do not, first of all, sitting in an airplane for that amount of time, uh, is not a, not one of my favorite things to do. You know, we went to Fiji. I took Lena to Fiji for our honeymoon, and we left out of Los Angeles. Got good thing it was an overnight flight, so we got the big jumbo jet. Went upstairs, you know, put the seat back into a bed, and fell asleep. And halfway through the you know flight, I woke up and I was we're halfway there. They told me, I said, "Great, I'm gonna take another nap." So I went back to sleep. But <laughs> yeah. that the traveling and getting there that can be that can deter some people, can it? That's why I'm thinking. The cruising part is so cool because you, once you're there, you're on that ship, man. And you don't really, like you said, you don't really have to do much else. Well, that's kind of, that's always been the perk with cruising with my husband is that because we live just outside of New York City, outside of Manhattan. So we have the New York City cruise port. And then we also have the um, cruise port just over in New Jersey, like 15 minutes from our apartment. And so it's so nice because you don't really have that whole day of traveling that you do when you fly somewhere, you know, you get up in the morning and even if you take a, an early morning flight, it's still, 
you lose almost a whole day of travel versus we can leave our apartment and be on board the ship and check in within an hour, you know, an hour and a half. And, you know, we're settled in our room and we're walking around and we're having a cocktail and, and you're there. And so that's really like the best part of cruising and especially going out of a, a port that's pretty close to your house. Or, you know, a lot of times, like if people go out of Florida, they go out of Miami, they make an extra day out of it. You go down, you stay an extra night in Miami, have a great time. You get up the next morning, you get on the ship. And you're, it, it just keeps on going. So. It does. And the nice part about these cruises, a lot of them you were saying for the, that are kid-friendly, they have the sitting services, right? For daycare and think so many activities for the kid. And you could actually sign your child in and they'll, you know, watch them. And then you and your husband take off and go, you know, shop aboard or I'm not a shop aboard, but whatever else is on the ship to do, right? Yep, exactly. They have, um, so many of these cruise lines are developing these big, uh, you know, kids, friendly centers and activities. Um, and, and you literally, like you said, you can go and you can sign your kid up for these groups and these, um, you know, activity groups and they take care of it. And it's great because then they make friends and then they're out of your hair and you get to go do your thing for, you know, a few hours of the afternoon. Yeah. Now, is that included? Yes, that is included. Yeah. Any, any additional, like if you do an evening babysitting gig for like a couple hours, that's usually extra. But, um, the, during the day, like the kids clubs, those are all included. Awesome. You are the best. You know that. You know how good you are, right? Thank you, Brett. I appreciate that. It's always, I get a feeling like people always say it's a great job, but it's always nice to hear. Makes makes everything worth it. So how can people find you? Give us the site. How, where, where can they find you? Book their next awesome vacation, not only a cruise, but uh, you know, any, any type of vacation. Yeah. Any, any type of vacation. So um, right now, my, the website to use is avoyatravel.com. Spell it. A V O Y A travel T R A V L dot com slash I A slash Julie Ivans. Yep, you do a great job, and we appreciate your time and uh, being on the show and all the valuable information. You'll be getting reached. People will be reaching out to you. They'll have questions. The nice thing, once they tell you what they want, they're going to get it because you go out of your way to take care of that, making sure it happens. So again, thank you, Julie, for your time. We appreciate you. Thanks, Brett. You too. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye-bye.